السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول
حي على الفلاح Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we seek His help and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our souls and the consequences of our actions. Whomever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah chooses to misguide, none can guide him to the straight path. I bear witness and I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I bear witness and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his final prophet and his most perfect worshiper. As to what follows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reminded us to be conscious of him in the Qur'an when he says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah as Allah deserves that you have taqwa of him and do not die except in the state of Islam. Dear Muslims, as quickly as Ramadan began, now it is ending. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for each and every blessing that he has bestowed upon us. We thank Allah for Islam because if Allah had not blessed us with Islam and if Allah had not guided us to Islam, we would not be upon Islam. Alhamdulillah alladhi hadana lihaza wa ma kunna linahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. We thank Allah for guiding us to the Quran because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed those whom he chose. Allah chose certain segments of this, of this world, of this population, and He blessed them with this book. Not all of mankind believes in this book, and it is Allah's blessings that He chose us to be amongst the ummah that believes in this book. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making us the best of all nations. You are the best of all ummahs that has ever been brought out for mankind. We thank Allah for being in the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, we are the last of ummahs in this world, but the first of them on the day of judgment. We thank Allah for all of these blessings. We thank Allah azza wa jal for blessings we can count and understand, and for blessings we cannot count and will never understand. And of the blessings that we thank Allah for is having gifted this ummah, not only with the blessings of Ramadan, but with the blessings of Laylatul Qadr. No Ummah has been blessed with the blessings of Laylatul Qadr. No Ummah has been given this opportunity that every single year they can do one night of worship that will give them multiple lifetimes of good deeds. How many are the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And yet, how ungrateful most of us are. Were it not for Allah's forgiveness and Allah's rahmah, we would have no chance on the Day of Judgment. And as we witness this last Ramadan of this last uh, of this uh, month of Ram uh, this last Jumu'ah of this month of Ramadan, as we witness today the very last Jumu'ah and the very last day or the second to last day of this month, we should reflect 
how quickly time flies. Only yesterday we were wondering how will we do Ramadan under lockdown? How would we face this month under new circumstances? And we were all a little bit worried, a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. And in the twinkling of an eye, all of that has finished. And here we are on the verge of saying goodbye to this blessed month re-entering the rest of the months of this year. It is as if this whole month went by in the twinkling of an eye. And we need to reflect on this because it is a metaphor for how quickly time flies. It is a metaphor not only of this month of Ramadan, but of our entire lives. Dear Muslims, the Quran continually reminds us that on the day of judgment, large groups of people will regret that they did not spend their times more wisely. The Quran reminds us that we should not procrastinate, we should not delay the niyyah to change for the better. In fact, religious procrastination is one of the main tactics of shaitan. Shaitan comes and says, oh, you will be a good Muslim only after you go for hajj. You will be a good Muslim when you reach the age of 60 or 70 or 80, and they'll put these fictitious ideas of changing tomorrow. Change does not occur tomorrow. Change occurs now. We do not control tomorrow. We can, by the help of Allah, control now. And remember that those who do not change on time will not be able to change before their time comes. Multiple verses in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنْفِقُوا That spend from what we have given you. مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ أَحَدَكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Before death comes, فَيَقُولَ رَبِّ لَوْلَا أَخَّرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ Then, when death comes, the person will say, Oh Allah, give me another chance. Notice, the person thinks he will spend before he dies, but death will come to him before he's able to be a righteous person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتُ قَالَ until finally, when one of them sees death, he will beg Allah and he will say, Oh my Lord, give me one more chance. Send me back to this world so that I can live a good life and I can be a salih, I can be a righteous person. And Allah says, Allah says, No, it is a word that he has said. Allah has already said it. Allah has decreed it. What has Allah decreed? That once death comes, they shall not give, be given another chance. Therefore, Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us. Allah says, Follow the best of what has been revealed to you before the punishment takes you before it comes to you by surprise that you did not know, you did not think it would be coming. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ And you are not aware that the punishment will, is going to come. Before the soul will say, Woe to me! Listen to this verse. How much time I wasted not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much time I wasted not giving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his haqq. Allah is literally telling us what will be the fate of large segments of mankind so that we do not find ourselves in those segments. We do not want to be amongst those who regretted that they did not do enough. The quickness of this month, the swiftness by which this month has passed by, it is a metaphor 
metaphor for the swiftness of our entire lives. And I challenge any one of you, no matter what age group you are in, if you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, look back a decade. Those of you that are able to look back two decades, those of you that are able to look back three decades and see how quickly it was as if yesterday, that memory that is so vivid in your head from so many decades ago, it was as if it occurred yesterday and yet the time frame is 10, 15, 30, 50. For some of you, 60 years have gone since that time frame. And surely in this, there is an ibrah, there is a lesson for those who are intelligent. Dear Muslims, the Quran is constantly telling us to race to do good deeds. Whenever Allah mentions good deeds with a verb, the verb is a very active verb. Allah is saying race. Allah is saying win the race. Allah is saying rush. When you hear the adhan of Jumu'ah, then walk with a determined pace. Allah is encouraging us with active verbs. Do not delay. And our Prophet وسلم, would take advantage, would, would seek refuge in Allah from laziness. He said, he would say that, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from al-ajzi and al-kasal. And al-ajz is the incapability to do something. And al-kasal is the laziness to do that same good deed. He would seek refuge in procrastination and in delaying. And in one athar, it is said that procrastination is from shaitan. At-tasweefu min al-shaitan, to delay things, to procrastinate. This is from the actions and from the whisperings of shaitan and our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam commanded us to take advantage of five things before five others would happen it's a famous hadith that he said that take advantage when you have health before you fall sick take advantage when you have time before you get busy take advantage when you're able to do something before you're not able to do it all of these five things the prophet is saying do not delay when you have them take advantage of them now that ramadan is finished now that Ramadan is uh, is moving on to the next months of Shawwal, now that we're going to be going back to our quote-unquote regular routine, let us understand the purpose of Ramadan. Ramadan was never meant to just give us a boost of Iman and then that's it, go back to normal. No, Ramadan is the spiritual training camp. Ramadan is our gym for the soul, that we go to the gym every single day. We build a better body at the gym. What do you think of the person who, mashallah, Allah has a much fitter body, a much stronger body. And then one day he says, you know what? I'm going to go back to the way that I was before I started going to the gym. That person has wasted the entire effort that was put in. The entire regiment that was put in has gone to waste. So too is the month of Ramadan for our soul. Every single day we have been fine-tuning. We have been hitting the gym of the soul. We have been increasing our Iman, increasing our Salah, increasing our Quran, increasing our consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all have tasted the sweetness of Iman insha'Allah ta'ala in this month. Now that we have tasted the sweetness of Iman, how can we go back to how we were before Jumu'ah began? Now, it is understood it is obvious that we cannot maintain the same level that we have during Ramadan. And that is of course psychologically understood. Ramadan is indeed a blessed month. But the point is that the way that I put this is that look, the month of Ramadan, it is like a ladder that we went up maybe 30, maybe 50, maybe 100 steps from where we were before this month of Ramadan. Inshallah, 
all of us without exception we have climbed the ladder of iman the ladder of taqwa we have climbed many rings higher and higher we are now inhabiting inshallah ta'ala a better level of iman it is understood that when ramadan finishes we're going to go down a bit because the blessings are gone that we don't have the same quality of you know the spirituality understood some of the factors are not working you know for us as they were my point to myself and all of you is very simple if we went up 100 steps and we're going to go back down after Ramadan why don't we make it our utmost goal that when we do go a little bit back down we will go back down and still be much higher than we were before the month of Ramadan let us make sure that our end result after this month is still much higher than when we began it is understood maybe we won't be reading one juz of Quran a day maybe we'll not be praying you know eight or ten rakat of taraweeh in our homes every single night it's understood that it's not possible for all of us to do that but my advice to myself and all of you is that the goal of every Ramadan is that okay we rose 100 then if we're gonna come back down let's not come crashing down to zero let's go down 10 20 maybe even 50 but where we finish off it should be 50 more than when we began where we continue from the month of Shawwal it should be much more than where we were in Sha'ban why because if Ramadan was simply a bump and then we go back down this means that Ramadan did not impact us at all this means that Ramadan did not give us what was needed to be given. If we are able to benefit from Ramadan, then post Ramadan, our level of ibadah, our level of taqwa, our level of consciousness of Allah will be better. Then guess what? The next year's Ramadan, we're going to go higher even more. Then the next year after that, we're going to go higher even more. Such that every single Ramadan, we will boost ourselves up a few degrees so that Ramadan acts the way that it was supposed to act. So that Ramadan has an impact on us year after year so that every single Ramadan we are finding ourselves to be at a higher place than the previous Ramadan and so our best Ramadan will be our last Ramadan and our best days that we live in this world will be the very last days that we live that is the ultimate goal Al-A'malu bil khawatim, as our Prophet said actions are judged by the end what did we do at the very end and the purpose of Ramadan we keep on pushing we keep on boosting ourselves to go higher and higher every single year Allah knows how many more Ramadans we have there is no doubt dear Muslims that next Ramadan there will be people that we had this year we will not have them next year this is the inevitable sunnat Allahi fi khalqihi and perhaps one of those might be me or you we do not know when our ajal is we do not know when our death has been written this is the sunnat Allah this is the custom and this is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no doubt that every single one of us will be worshipping in one Ramadan and we will not know it it will be our last Ramadan so we need to make sure that we take advantage of every single Ramadan to the best to the maximum with that we make sure that we rise as high as we can and then when the dip occurs in the month of Shawwal as it is going to occur that that dip is as minimal as possible we try to retain as much as we can but definitely without a doubt you need to examine yourself after Ramadan and compare yourself to before Ramadan 
Ramadan and you had better have a higher increase or else dear Muslims do you know what that would mean if there is no increase we seek Allah's refuge it means that in reality you have not truly benefited from Ramadan you have not truly tasted the Iman and the Taqwa that is necessary Allah says in the Quran Allah accepts from those who have Taqwa and our scholars mention that if Allah accepts a good deed this means you have Taqwa this means that your religiosity and your Iman after a good deed will be better than it was before the good deed that is why one of the signs of an accepted Hajj, for example, is that the person comes back a changed man. You go, you do Hajj, you come back a totally different person. Ramadan is not to the level of Hajj, but it is definitely of the top five things that a Muslim has an impact on his life and from our religion. So Ramadan, the month of Ramadan, it's supposed to have that transformative impact on us. That Ramadan changes from what we were after Ramadan versus before Ramadan. So let us examine our levels. And what I advise myself and all of you is that let us be realistic. Let us plan. You know, we, we plan everything else of this world. Why don't we plan our religiosity? We plan when we're going on a trip. We plan our careers. We plan if we're doing anything of significance, building a house or moving. We have a list of what we're going to do. Why don't we sit down between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and contemplate and have a mental list. This is what I'm going to do for the sake of my religion. And my advice is just a simple suggestion is that we have a list that has two lists. The first list, our actions of good that we need to concentrate on. The second, our actions of sins that we need to eliminate from our lives. And my advice is that you have two or three, maybe more if you can, but at least three different areas of worship that you know you are lacking in. One of them must be the salah. No matter what level of salah you are on, you need to up the game. If you're not praying five times a day, then dear Muslim, when will that change come? When will that you, to what for how long are you going to delay this change start praying five times a day if you're praying five times a day increase to your regular sunnas because that is something Allah will build a palace for you in Jannah and who would not want the architecture of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is being gifted only to the one who prays it's less than 10 minutes a day to pray your regular sunnah if you're praying your sunnah add on salat al-duha or uh, salat al-tahajjud if you are praying all of that look at the quality all ways you can increase the khushu' the quality of khushu' so number one is your salah look at your salah see where can I up the game where can I raise the bar? Number two, the Quran. No matter what you're doing of Quran, some of us don't recite the Quran regularly. My sincere advice to myself and all of you, even if it's five minutes a day, even if it is just a few minutes before you begin your routine, after your breakfast for your body, have a breakfast for your soul. Open up the Quran and read a few minutes every single day without exception. If you're already reading a little bit, increase a little bit. So that's going to be another bar that we raise. And then the third, any area area that you particularly like. Some people like to give regular charity. Some people like to give or to listen to regular durus and Islamic knowledge. Some people have other areas. So three areas that you can work on and you say inshallah ta'ala in this next upcoming year until the next Ramadan I will master these three things. Then the next Ramadan you then look at another three. And then the second Ramadan from now another three. You keep on raising the bar. The other list, the list of sins we all have issues we are dealing with. Whether it is something of the heart 
we have a problem with somebody, we need to cleanse it out. Whether it is an issue of arrogance, whether it is an issue of jealousy, whether it is an issue of a personal vice that we have in our private lives, whether it is an issue of interest, we all have sins. Every one of us, we are all the children of Adam. Let this Ramadan be a time frame to think and examine about the main issues that we have and then say to ourselves, insha'Allah ta'ala, my goal by the time next Ramadan comes is that I have insha'Allah ta'ala eliminated this from my list of regular sins. As for slip-ups, my dear brothers and sisters, everybody slips up. Don't let us slip up. It discourages you to the point of giving up. A one-off sin that we do, subhanAllah, this is our father Adam had the one-off sin as well. The one-off sin, it's not an open license, but don't let be a discouragement that you know, if we commit a sin do not let shaitan make you feel so guilty that you give up trying no the goal is not perfection nobody's going to be perfect the goal is the constant turning back to Allah Allah Azza wa Jal does not look at the quantity of our sins he looks at the quality of our repentance so we need to be sincere when we turn back to Allah and then sincere again and then sincere again so we look at the majors the, the sins that we are doing in our lives and we say inshallah ta'ala by next Ramadan those sins will be much more uh, much, uh, uh, much less any minimal than they were the previous year and every single year we continue to work on these deeds. Dear Muslims, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the hadith is in Tirmidhi, that he was sitting amongst the Sahaba and he picked up a stone and he threw it a far, far away. And then after a while, he picked up another stone and he threw it nearby. So they could see the far stone. They could see the near stone. He said, do you know what this metaphor is? Do you know what this example is? He said that farther stone over there, that is the desires of man. That is what the man wants. That is what his hopes. He wants to get there. And do you know what the closer stone is right here? That is his death. His death is going to come to him before all of his desires are reached, are reached. Dear Muslims, this month of Ramadan has passed by in the twinkling of an eye. We all have those desires. We have our passions, our dreams. We want to do, we want to do, we want to do. Every single one of us, we will always be having those faraway dreams. And that's nice, nothing wrong to have those dreams. Realize though that death will come to us before we reach all of those dreams. So let us prepare for that time of death. Let us see how quickly, how swiftly time is going by and let us be ready to meet the angel of death such that when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we will not have regrets and say oh I wish I had done this and I wish I had done that. Take advantage of the time that we have before we do not have any more time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless me and you with and through the Quran and may he make us of those who its verses they understand and who implement its halal and haram throughout their lifespan. I ask Allah's forgiveness you as well ask he is the ghafoor the Rahman. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, the Wahid, the Ahad, the Samad, the Lamyrid, the Lamyulad, the Lamyakullah, Kufuan, Ahad, Wabadu. Some quick reminders first and foremost that uh, if Eid is not tomorrow, we still have one night. Do not be lazy on this one night. If, if most likely Eid will be Sunday. And so if Eid is Sunday, that means we still have an extra night of worship. Also, uh, another point is that Zakatul Fitr, make sure that we pay our Zakatul Fitr. Uh, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mandated Zakatul Fitr on every single Muslim who could afford uh, to pay it. And it is 
uh, we have calculated or estimated to be $10 per person. And Zakatul Fitr is paid before the Salatul Eid. And if you log on to our website, we are accepting Zakatul Fitr. And you can go to any other website as well that is accepting Zakatul Fitr. But it needs to be paid before Salatul Eid. So make sure that you pay $10 per person in your entire household, whether they were fasting or they were not fasting. Uh, if you have toddlers or children that are not fasting, if you have elderly that are not fasting, still Zakatul Fitr must be paid $10 per person. And the goal of Zakatul Fitr is that in case we didn't uh, you know, do a, a, a fast properly, in case we said something we shouldn't have said, we looked at something we shouldn't have looked at, that insha'Allah ta'ala, that Zakatul Fitr, it purifies our, uh, our fast. And subhanAllah, how, how easy is Allah for $10 Zakatul Fitr the whole month Insha'Allah Ta'ala of you know mistakes that we made that we're great that we're regretful for. Insha'Allah Ta'ala there will be a kafara uh, for that. As well, because of the lockdown, as you're all aware, uh, we will not be having a communal Salatul Eid. So we are following uh, the fatwa from the Fiqh Council of North America and also from Amja that is encouraging all families to pray Eid on their own, meaning within their households, whoever is quarantined, they will have their own jama'ah. And the procedure for uh, the uh, Eid Salah is that it is a two rak'ah. Uh, the khutbah is not necessary. You can listen to the live khutbah that we'll be giving at 9.30. So at 9.30 uh, a.m. sharp on the day of Eid, uh, we will be starting the Salah. You will not be praying behind us as Imam Ma'mum. You will be praying individually as jama'at in your houses. And a person will lead and there will be two rak'ah. And you will raise your hand seven times uh, for the uh, first rak'ah. And then you will recite Fatiha. And whatever surah, if you're able to do surah al-a'la or any surah, that is fine. Then in the, when you stand up for the second rak'ah, you will then uh, raise your hand uh, six times. So takdirat al-ihram, you will say Allahu Akbar and then five extra, a total of six. So, so from the additional takbirat, when you say Allahu Akbar for the first rak'ah, you will add six takbirat, total of seven. In the second rak'ah, when you stand up and say Allahu Akbar, you will add five takbirat, a total of six. So if, uh, if that's not clear, you can log into my Facebook post, I have more uh, a clear uh, message over there. So, inshallah ta'ala, it will be two rak'ah. If you're able to recite Surah Al-Ghashiyah in the second rak'ah, fine. If not, any surah. After that, we will have our live khutbah uh, from uh, Epic. Of course, you will be listening just as a re regular reminder. You're not going to be connected to us in the actual Eid, but just as a regular reminder, and it will be a short khutbah, inshallah, less than 10 minutes, inshallah, is my Eid khutbahs. And then after that, inshallah, uh, you will proceed and make sure that you celebrate Eid in a manner that is really something that your children will remember. We are in, under lockdown, very unique circumstances. We need to make sure that our children understand and appreciate this day of Eid. Make sure we show them extra love on this day. Follow the sunnas of ghusl and of wearing good clothes and of perfume and of having a light if, uh, iftar or breakfast. Follow all of these sunnas. Do your Eid in your houses and it will be an interesting Eid, Eid that inshallah you can tell your children and grandchildren about many, many years to come. And inshallah, epic Alhamdulillah, we are also at 10.30, uh, an hour after Salah. We will be beginning the drive-by that you can come with your family. At least some spirit of Eid will be distributing sweets and, and packets of goodies to the children. So just drive by. Even if you don't have kids, come inshallah so that at least in the cars from safe, safe distancing. And this is what we have to do. We have to make the best of the spirit of Eid. Our Prophet ﷺ said that Eid is one of our signs, one of our major signs. He would tell even uh, the women and the elderly to come to the, uh, to the jama'ah. Even those that cannot pray, he would say, just come and let them witness the jama'at al-khayr. Let them witness 
the good that Allah is sending. So since we cannot have the actual yani, prayer together, at least we want to have the spirit of Eid. So we strongly encourage you from 10.30 onwards to come in your cars into the parking lot and just drive through and say salam to all of us and be given some, uh, something for the gifts and the children. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift from us uh, this plague and this disease so that we can return to our daily routines. Allahumma inni da'in fa'aminu. Allahumma la tad'na fi hadhal yawmi dhamman illa ghafarta wala hamman illa farrajta wala daynan illa qadayta wala maridan illa shafayta wala asiran illa yassarta. Allahumma ghafir lana wa li ikhwanina alladhina sabaquna bil iman wala taj'a fi qulubina ghillan lilladhina amanu. Rabbana innaka raufur rahim. Oh Allah, we ask that this month of Ramadan only comes to an end with all of our sins forgiven, oh Allah. Oh Allah, cause all of our sins to be forgiven in this month, oh Allah. Oh Allah, accept our qiyam in this month. Oh Allah, accept our siyam in this month. Oh Allah, accept our recitation of the Quran in this month. Oh Allah, make us of those who when the Eid salat, when the Eid is announced, also our prizes are announced, oh Allah. Oh Allah, make us of those whose names are announced from those who's, who have been freed from the fire of hell. Oh Allah, accept all of our deeds of this month, oh Allah. Allah. Oh Allah, we ask that you give us many more Ramadans after this full of Iman and Taqwa and full of good deeds and full of health. Oh Allah, we ask that the best Ramadan that we ever spend will be the last Ramadan on this earth. Oh Allah, we ask that the best of days that we ever spend is, are the days that are right before our death. Oh Allah, we pray to you, we beg you that you only cause us to return to you when you are pleased with us. Oh Allah, we ask that the last kalima that we ever say before we leave this earth is the kalima of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasul. Allah. Servants of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you with a command that he began with himself and then he commanded the angels themselves and then he told all of us to perform it ourselves as well. For he said, Inna Allaha wa malaikatu yasalloon ala nabi ya ayyuhaladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa an'im ala abdika rasulika muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Ibadallah, inna Allaha ta'ala ya'mur bil adli wal ihsani wa ta'id al-qurba wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزيد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر وأقم الصلاة يا من أجبت دعاء نوح فانتصر وحملته في فلكك المشحون يا من أحال النار حول خليله روحا وريحانا بطولك كون